0: So yeah. then over
1: the years I'd watched myself and I was like, oh my God, I move my hands a lot. Oh <laughs> my God, why am I so awkward?
0: I know, I you know. You kinda like know. fix it a little. I know.
1: I still do this a lot.
0: Me too, I'm like, I'm like I'm like in a gang or something. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta go to the sound. What's just Security? <laughs> We're yeah. so secure.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Gal. Today I have with me, Kelly Anderson. It's like a newscaster name. Thank you. It's like a really good name.
0: Thank you. I mean, I like it. I'm a fan. should be
1: famous. We're going to make you famous. (laughs) This is how we're going to do it. Thank you. What do you say you do here at Microsoft?
0: So I am the product marketing manager, well, one of two, for Azure Security. There's two of you? There are two of us that are running the machine, that is Azure Security. I mean, Azure Security is a huge word.
1: What is it? Yeah.
0: like? It is
1: huge. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can't just say Azure
1: Security and that's just YouTube helping <laughs> market that. What is it?
0: So, the way that we tell the story is, we break it down into three pillars. The first one is um, when we talk about the shared responsibility model and Cloud with customers, there are things that the Cloud provider will do for customers and there are things that the customer will continue to have to do in the Cloud. Okay. Just like they did Uh on-premises, they're going to have to do that Uh in the Cloud. So, the first thing is we talk about the secure foundation that Microsoft provides. So, when you decide to be an Azure customer, these are things that Microsoft will do to make sure that Azure is secure. Mm The second thing that we talk about are the built-in security services that we have native to the Azure platform. Mm -hmm. So, when you go to the Azure marketplace, you can see a bunch of different security services that you can use to further secure your data and your business assets. And Then the third thing that we offer is this unique intelligence. Uh, We recently announced it at RSA, uh, which is a big security conference in April. Uh In the Microsoft Intelligence Security Graph, we consolidate intelligence from all of our products, as well as from our broader ecosystem. Uh So customers can see threats as they're evolving in real time. What? Yeah. We think it's pretty cool. Uh, and keep pace with those threats.
1: I'm sorry. So how does that, is that artificial intelligence like it's foretelling the future?
0: So it's not foretelling the future. Uh We're using machine learning Uh to pull signals from all of our products. So we work across Azure, Office, Skype, being okay. um, as well as our larger partner ecosystem. Uh-huh. and Then we consolidate all that activity okay. into that API. Okay. So customers can go in and see threats, and then take the necessary action that they need to, to safeguard from that attack.
1: Man, I'm already sold. Azure Security <laughs> for the win. Yeah. So this is just all comes with Azure, right? You just log in, you add these features if you want it, if you don't want it, yeah. and that's it. So
0: the Secure Foundation, again, if you sign up to be an Azure customer, you, you already will receive have that. that. Yeah. And then the built-in security services, you will have to elect to use mm-hmm. those. And you can use Microsoft first party services, or if you really love a partner solution that mm-hmm. you're using on premises, you can bring that to Azure as well. Nice. So we we like to keep things flexible.
1: Yeah, yeah. You whatever you like, your partners, ours. We don't care. Let's build it on Azure. That's all we care about, right? Because you're going to get that security. You're going to get all those awesome people support. um, And What's your favorite Azure security feature that you can just add on?
0: So I love, and again, I'm biased towards (laughs) this. um, I love our security management service. It's Azure Security Center Uh because for the first time, we're giving customers a centralized location to view their security state across all their different environments. So whether they have environments running in the Cloud, um, On-premises or a hybrid environment, and so that's really important in the security space mm-hmm. because our customers need to know, hey, what's important? Like, what is an issue that I need to address mm-hmm. first, yeah. um, as well as what is a issue that is worth my time and my mm-hmm. attention, and then what is something that's just noise. Nice. And so that's just one of the things that Security Center can help our customers. Is it like out. a l- nice little Power BI dashboard-looking thing? So it is not a Power BI dashboard. We have our own overview dashboard, okay. but yes, it is um, color-coordinated. Mm-hmm. So red is you know, the most pressing issue that you need to address, nice. and blue is still pressing, but you've got some time. Yeah, Please yeah. address the red issues first yeah, yeah. Cool. type of thing. Nice. So. Yeah. yeah, we
1: should put a little screenshot of that right now. Oh, look, <laughs> it's so pretty. I'm sure we won't find one. I mean, you'll send us one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sure you I w- will. I was like, I would love to. You have to like
1: blur out all the important information, <laughs> it's just yeah. this blurry image. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. So, how long have you been doing this role?
0: So, I've been in this role for about eight months. Wow. So, fresh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Learning a ton. Really happy to be in this space. Yay. Um, hot. Hot yeah, Security is hot. Yeah. I mean, it is very important. Yeah. So naturally, it's going to be a hot space. So where were you before this? So before this, I was still working um, on the security management team, but uh-huh. I was on the management side. Okay. And So I was working on product marketing for our business continuity solutions. Mm-hmm. So Azure Backup and Azure Disaster Recovery. Oh. And So what's great about those services is that in the event that a disaster would happen, either a natural disaster or let's say there was some type of uh, mechanical error, mm-hmm. those two services would ensure that your data and your applications would continue to run wow. in the event of a disaster. So again, another important service. Is that just like different right. hits up different data centers? Well, or Correct. So just- ideally, if the customer was running their data or their applications on-premises, mm-hmm. they would fill it over to a data center in Azure oh, okay. and keep it running in Azure. Okay. Cool.
1: Nice. Yeah. So how long were you on that team? For? So I was on
0: that team for about a year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Same
1: same org you're in, you yes. just kind of you know, it's different teams a little yes. bit. Yeah. Okay. So you saw similar coworkers and all that goodness. So where were you?
0: The same dream team. Sa- same dream team, yes. <laughs> so where were you before uh, Before that team? So before that, I was in the field, and I was working as a technical account manager. Um, I was based in the East Coast. Okay. And I knew that I wanted to start in the field in a customer-facing role where I could learn how our customers were using our technologies every day, mm-hmm. before I moved into a more internal role, where I still interact with our customers yeah. and I still um, get to get their feedback on our products, mm-hmm. but it's not at the same frequency as I did where every day I was either calling them or going on site, um, and meeting with them and learning how they were using our products and what they wanted out of our products.
1: So uh, for folks that are watching the field, is pretty much anyone not at Corp, you know, you're know, you out mm-hmm. in the US and the global, you're, you're based elsewhere, and then internally it's, it's what's happening at Corp. Um, but so the field, were you working from home or did you have an office? So we had an office, yeah. Okay. So I was
0: based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they had a campus there. Mm-hmm. So I would go in every day. Um, well, I shouldn't say every day, but for most, most days. days. <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes I'm working yeah. from home on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. Pretty nice. Nice.
1: And then you um, go to your customers' offices and meet with them and have meetings there. Yeah. You're a wheeling and dealing at such a young age. <laughs> how did it feel go, being like 22 years old and going and meeting with customers and hey, how are you doing? I'm do-. yeah, what
0: yeah. That so like? um, again, I th- it was a great experience because even though maybe I, I well maybe. I didn't have the same experience as my colleagues who had been doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I still knew more at that time about the products because it was my job mm-hmm. to know more about our products and educate our customers That's true. than my there customers did. Yeah. And so I would use that to build confidence for mm-hmm. myself going into those situations is, I don't have the years of industry experience yet, mm-hmm. but what do I currently have that I can offer? Mm-hmm. And it was, I have knowledge in this particular product or this particular challenge that they're trying to solve. Yeah, and that would help to build those relationships and make them really successful.
1: Nice. That sounds like a fun job. I'm it was. Down.
0: Yeah, it was. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I highly. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Go
1: out in the field. <laughs> get one of those roles. That's cool. So, yeah. so before that, uh, you were at university. Yes. So let's talk about what university you went to. What was the degree you got, and how you landed this job in the field at Microsoft.
0: Yes. So I went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Go Tar Heels. Yes, woo. <laughs> and I was a Business Communications major. Okay. And the way that I got this job was probably like every other senior in college, I was going to career fairs that were offered at my university, mm-hmm. and I was applying to jobs online, and I was just very open. Yeah. Um, and so I received an email from Microsoft saying that they were coming to campus and that they wanted to interview me. And uh, you know I immediately replied, yes. And then I had my first interview with them and it was a phone interview and I laughed because (laughs) 30 minutes before I was supposed to have this phone interview, Uh um, I locked my phone and my keys in my car. (gasps) Yeah, yeah. And so I was freaking out, but thankfully, it all worked, and I was able to get my keys and my phone right before the interview started. <laughs> and you know, this was—it was good using that yoga that I do yeah. to practice breathing, zen it out, zen if, it out. If it was
1: meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like, I can't let them. I can't show that during my interview that this just happened. Yep. Um. And so I did have a successful phone interview uh-huh. because then I was um, just sent to my final interview, and I interviewed for a day, um. And then was that, that in
1: North Carolina? Or did you come out that here? That was in North Carolina. Okay.
0: Um, and then I got my job offer the following Monday Wow and I do and I was super excited. We you talking to other companies or was mm-hmm. this a number one choice? So I was I was talking to other companies and I was interviewing but um, in terms of the scale of opportunities that would be available right Microsoft just being um, such a large company mm-hmm. and it's a global company and there's so many different roles yeah. that you can hold within Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it'd be the best for me mm-hmm. for what I saw myself wanting to do.
1: So you said they just Microsoft reached out to you and, and you know told you about this role and you applied and you did the interview. How did they reach Did you just have a cool resume or work experience? (laughs) Why did they pick you?
0: Um, That's a great question. I I still don't know Uh, if the recruiter's watching, if you you wanna let me know.
1: Um, What you saw in her, I mean.
0: (laughs) So what happened was um, my university had a portal where you could upload your resume mm-hmm. and send it to all recruiters that were coming on campus. Okay. So I'm assuming they got it that way because mm-hmm. that I did not reach out to Microsoft mm-hmm. or a Microsoft recruiter on LinkedIn. And your resume
1: was just that delicious. They were just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm
0: like, that's that's what I'm telling you. I was
1: looking for this, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly all day long. I'm glad I found her. All right. So I mean, Internships, uh, the university recruiting, those are just key things you just need to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it I mean, is, and yeah. I think, and it can be hard oh, yeah. um, going through it because sometimes you will put yourself out there and you're gonna get rejected. Oh, you're
1: gonna get rejected a lot. Right?
0: And it hurts, it hurts. and I think just a good thing to keep in mind, and I had to tell this to myself while I was going mm-hmm. through it, and even now while I'm applying myself and going for things, is that if you don't get it, it's for a reason, mm-hmm. and if you don't get it, you know, don't take it personal. Yeah. It's not that you're not talented, it's not, talented. Personal, it's not yeah. that you're not capable, it's just they're looking for a different fit mm-hmm. in that role, mm-hmm. and someone will see the skills that you possess and say, that's a good fit for the role that I'm yeah. looking for.
1: I had a good uh, moment with my, my, one of my first managers when I was an uh, intern in college, and he was like, be picky with the first job you accept. He's like, don't settle because it's hard to keep climbing. He's like, be really, really picky when you get out of college. And I feel like that stuck, stuck with me really well. And it should stick with people because, yeah, just take your time. Don't force it. Don't feel like it's not happening. It'll never happen. Take your time and go after that good job that you know it's going to be a good foundation you can excel in later, so I think that's really key. So that's cool, you're just lucky, get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm just
0: kidding. I'm like, all right, this interview's over. This interview's over, is over. this going. girl's luck,
1: she's got no good advice, no. <laughs> no, you're awesome. And so you, got a, you have a business communication degree, and then you accepted this technical role. Yeah. How did you catch up, how did you learn it, how did you,
0: yeah. tell us that. Yeah, 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 so that was one <laughs> of the appeals of starting as a technical account manager was, I knew that I would have, or I had some understanding of the business. Um, and that would still be something that I'd have to learn and grow mm-hmm. in. Um, but I wanted to, a role where I'd be forced um, to learn mm-hmm. our, the technical capabilities about our product mm-hmm. um, because I I love learning. I consider it to be one of my strengths. Um, and so I knew that again, if I just put myself in a space yep. where I would be measured, um, or that would determine my success, mm-hmm. like how well I did in that role, um, that. I would learn it and I could do it and then it would give me the confidence in the future if I applied for more technical roles or if I had to become very specific mm-hmm. in a certain technology that I could use that story and say, hey, I started off as a business communications major, I did not know anything about technology, mm-hmm. and I was able to do this and then use that as leverage to show what I could do in the future. Nice. So
1: this technical account role where you uh, trying to s- Sell or teach about Azure? Was that the yeah? Okay. So
0: it's interesting because when so I you joined, got lucky you were, you started yeah. off on Azure like
1: <laughs> the future yeah. yeah.
0: I have been Team Azure uh, nice. my entire time here good, so good. far. Um, but when I joined in 2015, um, Satya had just become president or okay. CEO uh-huh. or president president
1: president <laughs> of the world. I was
0: gonna say president of my heart. <laughs> Um, he had just become CEO <laughs> in 2014, and so that's when the big push okay. for Azure started. Yeah. And so in 2015, um, that was my goal was to help our customers as so they transition from on premises to the cloud yeah. and that included azure and office 365 so
1: nobody and really knew what it was then you were yeah. learning when everyone else was learning yeah. so yeah
0: and what was also interesting too was it was kind of like a bad word you know you would say something something azure and customers say oh no you no, know, i'm just
1: scared i don't want to move over know, to the right, cloud you know great like it's not time but you know to what? Move the cloud life's short Move over <laughs> to the cloud. We were gonna make shirts about that. We yeah. like that slogan. I should have
0: brought that to the interview. Yeah. Life's like too short,
1: a, move like. to the cloud. We're
0: <laughs> like on a coffee mug yeah. or something. I was
1: just telling her, I was like, I love that everything's on the cloud because I yeah. can flatten my PC and just install everything I need in like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's my Adobe cool. Creative Cloud, my Outlook, my everything is just like boop, boop, boop,
0: boop. Yeah, it's very efficient. I love the cloud. Safety time. There's
1: move lot to the of cloud, benefits. man. <laughs> so that worked out well. You were learning, and how did you teach yourself? Were you just like reading documentation, videos, anything you get your hands on? So
0: a mixture of that. There was um, again, we have great resources. Our documentation, we have videos. There was a series of trainings mm-hmm. that we would have to complete quarterly, oh, just cool. by being in the field. Nice. Um, and then the other thing that I did was I would force myself to write mm-hmm. about the product, nice. and that. That's a very great transition moving into product marketing, because we will have to write demos, Mm -hmm. we will have to write decks, we will have to write websites. And so again, it was if I can write about it, and I can talk about it to the customer, and the customer understands it, then I understand it and I know I've done my job because the customer can understand it.
1: That's perfect. That's totally that's how I learned too. When I write it out or yeah. I teach someone, yeah. that's when you learn it the most. Definitely. So let's go back. Let's go back to Baby Kelly. What was baby <laughs> Kelly like? Did you know you're gonna get into the tech field? Was that even an interest for you? Like what was your first introduction to tech? Give me that whole backstory.
0: My first introduction was my mom, actually, because my mom uh, she is a software engineer, and so I grew up watching her uh, have a very successful career wow. in technology. I mean, and she she moved between being on the tech side and being on the business side, um, but I watched her being able, you know, to grow in her career, mm-hmm. and also grow in being a mother, and being a wife, and being a friend, and you know, all the different titles that women hold and it was really inspiring Um, and so the reason why like as i got in high school and i got into college and i was thinking about potential places to work um and obviously i was asking my mom why she liked the tech industry Mm -hmm. and why she had stayed for so long and she just said that she loved the pace of innovation Mm -hmm. she never got bored Mm -hmm. there are always things to do and i really identified with that Mm -hmm. because i have done. I, I could see myself getting bored mm-hmm. pretty easily. Yeah. and So I wanted to be in a space where I would be constantly challenged, where I'd have the opportunity where I might not know something when I start, mm-hmm. but as I work in the role, I would gain the, um, the skills and the aptitude and the knowledge that I would need to be successful in that space.
1: Mm-hmm. Love it. You yeah. just sold it. <laughs>
0: Thank I you. Mean,
1: Azure security is the bomb now. You've sold it for me. So. <laughs> cool. I'm
0: glad I know we have one customer. Yeah, you got
1: one dedicated <laughs> customer. So let's say you have, uh, so you're, you give cu- talks often, right? So we give, um, so we'll do demos. Demos, video okay. Demos, yeah. so on, when's channel your, nine, on channel nine. On channel nine. Yeah, I've seen you on Azure Fridays. Uh, <laughs> so when's your next talk going to be? Uh,
0: so I just had one um, at RSA, mm-hmm. which was the industry wide security conference. And um, I do not know yet, I know we have Ignite in September, which mm-hmm. is one of our largest customer-facing conferences that is Microsoft-sponsored. Yep. So I do not know if I will you be You might make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, I would love to present. I'm going to yeah. give you a plane
1: ticket, don't worry. <laughs> and you guys should go register too. So sign up, save for the summer, save your yeah. money, and then go to Ignite, because that's in September. So. It's in February, exactly. exactly. You have plenty of time. You'll
0: be sad summer's over, but yeah. then you have something to look but then forward you have to, look
1: to. Exactly. You have Ignite. One of Kelly's talks, which I'm sure she'll be there. I'll sign you up.
0: I'll definitely be there for booth duty.
1: There you go. So go to talk to her at the Azure fails. Security booth, she'll be there. I was gonna say,
0: I would love to talk to you at the booth. <laughs>
1: so. That's her plug-in for the show. That was her little like, hey, come check this out. Okay, cool. Otherwise, you can go. I'm sure you'll be on an episode of Azure Friday soon enough, a new one with your new role.
0: Um, something. Something will something. come up. I was going to say things things in Azure, things in security are changing so quickly. So yeah. something will You're come up. You're in a good up. spot. I was in a good, yeah. I was like, I think I'll stay here.
1: You, is your team growing? Is there open headcount? Yes. I was
0: like, we're hiring. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> shameless <laughs> that's plug. That's a shameless plug. Um, yeah, we're growing. Um, so and again, that's it's a great space to be um, in an area of the business. That's so I know fast. you
1: have the Azure security story. Can you give us that pitch in one minute?
0: One minute. Like, like, like For I'm gonna a put time a timer you- on.
1: Okay. <laughs> so like, let's say I'm a customer and I'm like, yeah, I want to stay on premise. I don't want to move to the cloud. Oh, yeah. yeah. What would you say?
0: So I would talk about the challenges <laughs> that we see our customers facing on premises, which is um, an increased amount of resources that they have to expend to secure their infrastructure, and we know that they don't always see a clear return of investment on um, the resources that they have. Uh, put forth towards securing their infrastructure. I would also talk about how it's really hard to recruit and maintain security experts. Mm -hmm. And One of the benefits that you get with being an Azure customer is Mm -hmm. that you have over 3,500 cybersecurity experts that work on your behalf to act as human intelligence, to detect threats, that are targeting the Azure platform. I don't
1: even think you need the full minute. I'm already <laughs> sold, but go on.
0: Um, and Then another one that we see is customers, we know they're using a variety of tools. Mm-hmm. Um, some environments can have as many as five to six different tools for security, um, and then they're giving all of, um, a bunch of different types of alerts and feedback and so they need a way to be able to centralize their tools um, and understand what is noise mm-hmm. and what is actually worth my attention. Where your
1: dashboard comes into play? Then? and This is where
0: that security center dashboard there comes you go. into place.
1: This is perfect. <laughs> Why would you not move over to Azure Security or move over to Azure and then plug, use those little additions. This is- Done, you got an easy job. <laughs> no, it's cool. So now it's time for our lightning round. We're going to get to know Kelly a little bit better. Okay. So I had the questions in my head, so I gonna, gonna, might stall a little because uh, I don't <laughs> have them written down anywhere. It's All okay. right, my number one question, what do you spend money on that makes your life easier?
0: So, I'm sorry Microsoft, but I have an Amazon Prime account. Oh, <laughs> And I use that is it an
1: essential in life. Food, water, <laughs> Amazon Prime.
0: I know, and again, I'm like, I know, I'm supporting the competition. Yeah. Um, but I do get a lot of good insight uh, from using my from using Amazon Prime. So insight? Insight, just in terms of you know thinking about what's a great customer experience, Ooh, right? There you go. And thinking about how do we bring that to app, but again, Ooh, different markets, right?
1: totally Consumer <laughs> different <laughs> cloud. <laughs> I'm buying toilet paper <laughs> off Amazon <laughs> right. Prime. Right
0: versus uh, how do I know my virtual <laughs> machines will be secure? So. There you
1: go, totally different. Um, okay, what is uh, uh, the most useless ga- gadget you've purchased? S- something with like uh buyer's remorse. Oh
0: buyer's remorse. Yeah. So that's hard because I try to be very intentional mm-hmm. with my money. We were just talking um. about this.
1: We're like, <laughs> we're millennials and everyone's like, go spend your money, you're young, be free. Yeah. And we're like, we wanna retire and <laughs> buy a home one day with a garden. That yeah. was our argument. Yeah, we're like, we, we're trying to be fiscally smart sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would probably <laughs> say um. Back in the day, like this was like when I was a kid, uh-huh. there would be these um, water bottles that also served as squirt guns and fans. Okay. Do you remember yeah. these? Um, yeah. This was like, this was a wave. <laughs> um, and there were, and I was, and I, Great marketing, but I fell into it and uh-huh. I bought one. And looking back, I'm like, you could have just used a piece of paper. You haven't just You haven't, have bu- haven't bought anything since then. <laughs> I was gonna say like, it's, no. You still like um, a TV
1: that has like a big back, like a big square DVD TV player, <laughs> VHS floppy player, floppy
0: disk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: but, uh, you're that smart. Was, that was yeah. the first thing that came to mind. That
1: was it. Interesting. <laughs> I'm going to buy you some, I'm going to buy some Amazon Prime and, and send it to your house. <laughs> you need some type of tech.
0: So just buy me like a, a basketball hoop and yeah. then, like, become a basketball player. There now. you go. <laughs> She's a, she, she'll do it. You're in triathlons, right? Yes, yes I do. <laughs> When's your next one? <laughs> my race is actually, my first one is this Saturday. Are you serious? Yeah. So how's training? Like what do you have to do? So training um, during op- like race season, uh-huh. which is now, I usually have um, a workout six days a week. Some days I have two workouts a day. Wow. Um, but again, I love it. Um, I'm a How very many hours a day, one hour? um, Anywhere from one hour to two hours. Wow. And it varies between running, biking, swimming. There are days where you have to do strength training, mm-hmm. um, stretching, yeah. yoga, wow. so strengthening your core. Um, all these things. Strict diet together. too? Yes, but I'm a pretty healthy eater uh-huh. anyway, uh-huh. so I don't feel like I'm giving up anything. You're not buying
1: the cookies but. from the cafe. <laughs> no,
0: right. I'm gonna save those. For some other dapper people, <laughs> for some other great people. Nice,
1: that's cool, man. You're cool. Okay, so uh, favorite <laughs> app on your on desktop or your phone, the one you use the most.
0: Stitcher. What's that? Have you heard of it? No. So it consolidates all of your podcasts. So it's a podcast app. Uh huh. Um, and again.
1: What's wrong with like iTunes? Or
0: uh, nothing's wrong with it.
1: Or whatever it comes the default one.
0: Default one, right? There's a podcast like, yeah. app, and then I know Spotify also has podcasts. Oh, yeah, they do, yeah. Um, I just like the selection. So you go on Stitcher podcasts. and you
1: just subscribe to other podcasts mm-hmm. and it's all in one place? And it's
0: all there. Um, and I would say again, most podcast apps work that way. Uh-huh. They remember your favorites, they yeah. remember where you left off. You just
1: like the UI better, mm-hmm. the way it plays out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you I have it on your
1: desktop too or? No, just yeah, on my just phone. On your phone. Yeah, because yeah. then you get no work done. <laughs> yeah.
0: Got to be productive.
1: All right, let's see. what advice do you have for the younger generation to get involved in tech?
0: Yes. Um, this is a motto that I follow um, and that I got from a TED Talk.
1: Mm-hmm. Live fast, die hard. <laughs> no going. <on. laughs>
0: and from the founder of Girls Who Code. There you go. Um, she has a great motto. It's She says to be brave, not perfect. Uh And so that is something that I tell myself day to day Mm -hmm. when I am confronted with my work and things I've never done before. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's okay. You have the skills that you need to figure it out Mm -hmm. and be successful. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I encourage younger women is you may not have the industry experience or all of the technical knowledge, but put yourself out there anyway and trust Mm -hmm. that you will get it. If whatever skill you're trying to get is important enough to you. Um, and really the hardest part is just putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. right? Being brave yep. to show up and put yourself out there. And then once you do it, everything else will continue to fall into
1: place. Mm-hmm. I know, we were talking about off camera how hard it is. Cuz some people are just so confident, and they'll say something with such confidence, mm-hmm. and we, we're kind of like, Whoa. I'm t I'm I am am i will not say hundred percent unless I know hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um but yeah, just asking questions, like no one's I feel like no one knows anything. Like you everyone's learning. Like yeah. you know, containers and dockers are so new and people are <laughs> experts in it already. And yeah. it's just like it's a constant, constant growing, constant yeah. learning. So yeah. no one knows everything. I mean yeah. there's like two people at Microsoft that know everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I yeah. think there's also a great degree of vulnerability mm-hmm. that goes with saying that, right, I don't know everything, but I'm willing to learn mm-hmm. or I'm willing to try something different. Mm-hmm. And that, that can be hard. Yeah. Um, but I feel like at Microsoft, we have a culture that embraces vulnerability and supports people that are willing to be vulnerable yeah. because we see that you need to have that in order to be brave mm-hmm. and to learn and mm-hmm. to ultimately be successful.
1: Love it. Kelly, you're one of my favorites. Don't tell the other girls, you're the best. (laughs) Thank you, you're awesome. Thank Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm so honored to be here. All right, see you guys next time. Bye.